Good afternoon, everyone, and welcome back to USTA Florida's Here to Serve podcast. My name is Laura Bowen, and I'm the Executive Director at USTA Florida. I'm very excited today to have two wonderful guests on the podcast to talk about volunteer opportunities. First up, we have Mary Conaway. Mary is currently the Vice President of our USTA Florida Section Foundation Board. And I'm also excited that in just a couple weeks, Mary will be joining us on the USTA Florida Section Board as a Director at Large. Welcome, Mary, and thanks for joining us. Thank you. Also joining us today is another fun face. We have Jasmine Baptiste Pena, and Jasmine has been on our team for about a year and a half, and she is our volunteer engagement coordinator, and she's done a lot of great work reimagining how we bring new volunteers into our section and the foundation. So welcome, Jasmine, and thank you for being here. Thank you. All right, so let's start um, just by giving each of you a chance to talk a little bit about your backgrounds with volunteering and maybe how you found your way to us here at USTA Florida. So Mary, I'm going to invite you to share first. Can you tell us your history and how you found us? Thanks, Laura. I'd be happy to. I started out in the Mid-Atlantic section. I was a director of tennis for a large community and I worked in the Park and Recreation Department. So having that role, I decided it would be good to know and learn what the Mid-Atlantic section did. I started volunteering and ran leagues, and I ran tournaments, socials, anything USTA had to offer, I started running it with the um, community association I was in. And then it became huge. Our programs began to grow. It was wonderful. Um, it really is a win-win situation. So then I started volunteering at the section level and then before, then before you know it, I volunteered on national. My background, besides being in the tennis industry, I have a background in human resources and talent development. So where did I land at national? None other than learning and leadership development, where I volunteered for a number of years. And then because of my involvement at national, I got to know a lot of volunteers at um, Florida. and. When I moved to Florida, lo and behold, they reached out to me and asked me if I would volunteer with Florida. And they asked me to apply for the foundation board and I did, and here I am today. Well, we're very glad that you did. Um, you've been great and you've been involved in a number of our initiatives that have crossed between the foundation and the section. And that's a lot about what we're gonna talk today. So thank you. Jasmine, I know you took a different path to come to USTA Florida, so would you share your background in volunteering and how you found us? Yeah, so unlike Mary, I actually don't have an extensive tennis volunteer background. I started off volunteering, um, I was actually an assistant director of recruitment for Light the Night at Florida State University. Um, Light the Night is an annual fundraiser for the Leukemia and Lymphoma Society. So I really enjoyed the aspect of planning events, managing projects, and you know the behind the scenes aspect of volunteering as well as giving back my own time. Um, then I went on to work at City Year Orlando, which is an education focused nonprofit. And I was actually managing a team of volunteers. So I think throughout my experience uh, and throughout my volunteer background, you know, I, I love service and I love community engagement, but I also love you know forming the initiatives and kind of being 
uh, a, a mastermind behind the different ways you can volunteer, coming up with creative ways to get involved in your community. So I was with City Year Orlando for two years. Um, and I really wanted an opportunity to kind of expand my my reach in the community and especially in the city of Orlando. So when I found the opportunity to work at USTA Florida, it seemed like a great fit because it involved a lot of different aspects that I already knew a lot about, but also the tennis aspect was new to me. So it's very exciting to be involved in tennis volunteering. I didn't know how expansive the opportunities were to volunteer in tennis. So I'm very happy to be here, very happy to be immersed in the sport and learning a lot about the different facets of tennis and how you can get involved in so many different ways. So very happy. Well, we're very, very happy to have you and some of the new ideas that you have brought to our organization. So I love that both of you have very, very different stories of volunteering and that you have different professional backgrounds too. So let's talk a little bit about the different ways that people can get involved with USTA Florida. And I'm gonna stay with you, Jasmine, for just a minute because you helped us launch a new program called Volunteer ACES. Um, and that program helps to connect volunteers with local opportunities uh, to get involved with tennis. Can you tell us a little bit more about how that works? Yes, yeah, so Volunteer ACES, uh, it's really a way, like you said, to connect volunteers with local opportunities. And ultimately what we wanted to do was because USTA Florida covers eight regions in Florida, you know, we're a very large, we cover a lot of different areas. And obviously we're stationed here in Orlando, so we can't be everywhere, but we really wanted to find a way for us to be able to have a base in each region and for volunteers to feel like they had a one-stop shop, kind of like a hub to find all the volunteer opportunities in their area. So we created the Volunteer ACES initiative so that we can get involved with providers and facilities and connect with them and say, hey, you know, if you have volunteer opportunities, you have events, you have programs that you need all hands on deck, help us, let us help you recruit volunteers and retain volunteers, get more people involved and, you know, share in the interest of tennis, even if you don't have an extensive tennis background. Like I said, I don't have one and there's so many ways you can get involved in tennis that don't require you to be uh, an expert at the sport, but also you have opportunities to play as well. So I think with Volunteer Aces, it's something that's really new for USTA Florida. We have a lot of people who've been with the organization for years as volunteers, and we thought it would just be an awesome way to get new people into, this, into the fold and show them all the different ways they can connect in their own communities and meet new people and also be rewarded for, for their dedication to the sport and to service. So. Volunteer ACES has been a really great initiative to get off the ground in the past year. I think that's a great point that you made about you don't really have to know tennis to volunteer in tennis. You know, we have a lot of fun opportunities that require zero knowledge of tennis to really <laughs> get involved. And, um, you know, that's one of the things that I think is, is very fun about our sport. I do want to turn to Mary for a minute because I know you and Jasmine were those masterminds behind our new USTA Florida Leadership Academy. Um, you know, I think you guys did this great partnering with your knowledge and from learning and leadership development and what National was doing with leadership development and then what Jasmine brought to the table of trying some new and different things to help our local volunteers maybe get more experience in the leadership side. So can you tell us more about maybe the opportunities that that offered and that tennis offers just from a leadership perspective, serving on various committees and boards? Absolutely. Um, and I have to say kudos to Jasmine for the ACES program because 
that's ahead of the curve. I mean, having come from another section, Florida has always been ahead of the curve, but more so now with the ACES program, but also the online application program for volunteers. Not all sections have that, and it's a great opportunity to be able to go online, see what opportunities exist, and apply. So the Leadership Academy, though, was an extra bonus because I'm a big believer in knowledge is power. And the only way you get knowledge is through learning and providing learning opportunities for volunteers only benefits us and benefits them. It's a win-win situation because we're giving them the skills that they need to do a good job volunteering for us. And it's as simple as that. I mean, it's exciting because everybody loves learning. Learning is a lifelong process. And affording people this opportunity to take different classes, whether it's online or in person, we had the opportunity at the Leadership Academy kickoff to do some in-person training. That was exciting. And people are still talking about it. So the Leadership Academy, in my mind, is a win-win and something that I hope that we continue for many years to come. Yeah, I think you you both deserve such credit for, you know, we were able to bring in 20 new leaders into our organization through the Leadership Academy. And, you know, our goal would be to double, triple that in the years ahead. And um, we found a, a great group of people who had a really wide background of experiences that they brought to us. And it, it helped us certainly, um, you know, really round out some of our committees and other volunteer opportunities. You mentioned that we were able to meet in person last year, which was great. And then we got into this year and we had this big COVID wrench that, you know, basically derailed a lot of our plans. So how do each of you think the landscape for volunteering has maybe changed now that we are in this different environment? Mary, I'll start with you. Well, tennis, as you know, is a very social sport. <laughs> People love getting together, and that's one of the benefits of volunteering. You develop relationships and friends, and they become lifelong friends. So that is a little bit different. So now you have virtual friends. We <laughs> have a lot of virtual friends now. But we all know that one day we will go back to being in person, and that it, it won't change that much. It's just a little bit, and we can get through this by doing things virtually, and actually, some of the virtual things that we've introduced we'll probably continue to do even when we meet in person such as the online learning because people have busy lives and they want to be able to pick up learning whenever it fits into the schedule one thing i do want to mention though which i'm a big believer in in terms of volunteering that is especially important now with covid is the personal ask i think stronger than the personal ask in volunteering I, um, as you know, I'm going to be on the section board, and I didn't want to overdo things. I'm a big believer in not um, overcommitting and underdelivering, so I didn't want to have a leadership role going forward. But uh, the incoming, Mike McNulty, called me and asked me to be the vice chair of learning and leadership development. How can you say no? I mean, oh, that's wonderful. But that's the power of the personal ask. In my mind, I had made up, I'm not doing anything other than the second. <laughs> I not overcommit. But then he called me, and I told him the whole story. I said, Mike, I really didn't want to do it, but you called and asked me. <laughs> it's very important, so yes, I'll do it. That's, that's a great point. Jasmine, how do you 
think things have changed? Like, what have we had to do differently as a result of COVID to, you know, help our volunteers or get them back engaged in these opportunities? Um, I think one of the biggest things was we reevaluated a lot of our safety protocols. We never really had on paper, you know, this is how you stay safe when you're out volunteering. I think establishing those guidelines was a new thing for us, but it's kind of something that I think moving forward, even when we are more active out on, on the courts and out at events, you know, these safety protocols will most likely stay in place simply because we may have never really considered that we needed them before, but I think it's always best to have that safety net there to keep our volunteers safe, keep our officials safe, keep our, our players safe, anything that we have going on. And, you know, there's so many possibilities with the different risks that come with playing a sport. But I think with COVID and, you know, these new guidelines, it kind of helps us go back to the drawing board and say, hey, you know, we want our volunteers to feel like they have the opportunity to go out and engage. We don't want them to feel like, you know, they there's no way for them to volunteer right now. Like there are different ways for you to get involved still, but keep in mind these protocols for now and for the future for yourself and for others. So it's something that we may not have considered before, but it's definitely been very useful for this time period. Yeah. You know, as Mary, you mentioned when you were talking about your background, most of our programs depend heavily on volunteers and local providers. And we want to make sure that we keep them comfortable and that we're clearly communicating that, you know, this is how you stay safe. And that um, I think when we started looking at resuming our programs, this question came up time and again, it's like, okay, well, for Special Olympics, how do volunteers come out and help with that? Love to learn, love to play. Like, what are all the different ways and guidance that we can provide? And I, I think that the team has really done a great job of putting together some protocols that you know now hopefully will serve as a guideline for anyone who's looking for tennis volunteers so jasmine i'm going to stay with you and ask you uh, a different question in terms of technology do you see an opportunity for maybe us to engage different types of volunteer roles going forward for example you know, we've always kind of done our own, you know, in-house work on, um, say, developing new technology platforms or putting on a meeting. Do you see us maybe being able to recruit volunteers to help host a virtual annual meeting? Like, well, how does the current environment change what we're looking for in our volunteers? Uh, I definitely think technology plays a huge part in the volunteer engagement world and as far as recruiting and retaining volunteers, because you want to keep up the engagement with them. You want them to feel like they're constantly updated and they want to feel involved. Um, I can definitely see us in the very near future, you know, incorporating more volunteers into you know, our online trainings and things like that. And also maybe giving volunteers the opportunities to serve as, you know, online ambassadors. We have social media. We have so many different platforms now that allow us to communicate. And I think it's really cool when you hear from the first person perspective, you know, you hear from another volunteer and say, you know, this is what I've experienced at USTA Florida and I want to share my, my experience and I want to share the knowledge that I've gained with others. And I think just, you know, keep, keeping people in touch with each other in the digital world and in the, the, the online space, I think that helps people feel like, you know, they're really, they're really involved. And so I definitely see, I, I can definitely foresee maybe, you know, volunteers hosting online events or, you know, being a part of, 
keeping track of volunteer hours. You know, I think that's a really cool role for volunteers to feel like, you know, I have some, a lot of input with USTA Florida. You know, my, my opinion is valued and we want everyone to feel valued. And I think technology allows us to connect with so many people at one time. It's a really cool way to incorporate the volunteer experience. Mary, I'm going to throw a bonus question at you. I hope you don't mind because I would like to get your perspective as a volunteer that's been in our network for a while. Do you see now that there's a greater comfort with using technology to connect than maybe say like two or three years ago just because of the situation that we're in? Absolutely. And just as an example, what we did with our Learning and Leadership Academy in Florida, we set up a Facebook site. And on the Facebook site, we shared books, we shared articles, we had a lot of dialogue back and forth. Whereas years ago, that would not have happened. Mm -hmm. So using Facebook, Instagram, they're all comfortable sites now where people feel comfortable going and sharing their thoughts and connecting. I mean, Facebook has always been a great connector, but now we can use it as an educational component to connect with other partners. Excellent. So my last question is an open question for the two of you. Um, Jasmine, I'll come back to you. What can someone listening to this podcast do right now, like right now in the current environment we're in, to get involved in tennis as a volunteer? The first thing I would advise is go to USTAflorida.com slash volunteer aces to get signed up if you haven't already signed up as a volunteer ace. That way you'll be in our online system. And every time we have a new volunteer opportunity, you'll receive an email to let you know, hey, you know, we have something going on. If you're interested, go sign up. Um, you'll always be in the loop because I'm always sending updates on what's going on and keeping our calendar current. Um, that's the first thing that I would do if I were listening to this podcast. Um, the next thing I would be is, hey, shoot me an email, baptiste.ustaflorida.com. I'm here to answer any questions you may have, connect you with you know, providers and facilities in your area if you're interested in getting involved with a certain program. I can help you get in touch with our TSRs, which are our tennis service representatives, um, connect you with them, and they may be able to show you the ropes of what's going on in your area if you're not quite sure. You may be new to your area. So especially if you've just moved, I receive a lot of emails from people who have just moved to Florida um, from other sections and they're interested in getting involved with USTA here. And the first thing I do is connect them with a the TSR and tell them to get signed up with Volunteer Aces. Excellent advice. Mary, what would you say to someone who wants to get involved right now? Jasmine covered it all. I think <laughs> really good, Jasmine. Really bad. Is going back to the personal ask. I mean, we all play tennis. We're all involved in different areas in our own community. So make sure you tell people about all the programs that Jasmine just said. Direct them in that area and, in, and personally invite them if they'd like to volunteer. Yeah, I think that's great. You know, I did a podcast with Ivan Barron and he was asking how we could grow tennis. And I said, well, invite someone to play and make sure they have a good experience. And I think volunteering is the same. Invite someone to volunteer. And it can be intimidating if they're coming for the first time and they're by themselves and they don't know anybody. So doing that personal ask and saying, hey, I'm coming to volunteer at this thing. I'll go with you and, you know, make sure that I answer your questions and make you feel comfortable. So I think we're we're very good and friendly people. So I know, Mary, you you are happy to help anybody who comes into our network. And um, so reach out to us at, at any time. And I appreciate very much the work that the two of you do, 
both in the face-to-face -face space and the digital space, I do think that we've come a long way and we're doing some great things to grow, grow volunteering in tennis, so thank you. All right, well, that is my last question for the podcast. It has been a pleasure to speak to the two of you. Um, for those of you who are listening to the audio-only version of this podcast, be sure to visit USTA Florida's Facebook page where you can see the video version and leave questions and comments for us there. You can also uh, check out all episodes of the Here to Serve podcast and see upcoming topics and dates on our website, at ustaflorida.com slash here to serve. Thanks for tuning in and have a wonderful day. <music>